<laughs> did our opinions change on the war crimes? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll we'll find out right now because you know what else is happening right now. Hey there, everybody! Welcome back to Pixel. My name is Kevin, and with me today is Sam filling in for Phil surprise. because he. I took you by surprise. I, I try to like. I'm always trying to take Phil by surprise, and that I took you by surprise is a little win in my book. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Where am I? Where am I? (laughs) This is not my beautiful house. Um, No. So, yes, Sam's here. We're talking about World of Warcraft, Rise of the Horde, Mm -hmm. if you will. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, right. Oh, my God. Throwbacks. Jeez. If you will. It's been a minute since... Yeah. Two separate it's times. Forward, it's if been a minute, if you will. It's been a minute since Sam and I got to talk about World of Warcraft, Rise of the Horde, if you will. So uh, we're picking it back up. Uh, we're putting that body in the marsh, starting with uh, with Chapter 15. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of bodies going into the marsh. Chapter mm-hmm. 15 is, yeah. Uh, starts out with Thrall talking about uh, Drek'thar, uh, uh, talking about how bad shit got in Telmore, uh, which is uh, the city that they're killing now, I think. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so the Draenei are not prepared for an attack, and why would they? The city had been hidden forever with one of the green little crystal things. Uh, Duratan duels with Restalon uh, after Restalon pulls him off of his wolf. And Restalon has the upper hand, but the wolf bites Restalon and, like, rips his arm off or something, and Duratan kills him. And Well, this is the, the one, right, where, like, Durotan and Orgrim had gone there as kids, so the only yes. way they could get in was for Durotan to kind of sell out the... Yeah, like, oh, his yeah. memory is so good. Like, curse his impeccable memory. Curse his impeccable memory. Why but, did he have to remember the exact words to get into the yeah. city? Uh, they need to d- the, the special secret passcode, and the the entire army is waiting on Durotan to give them the secret to give the yeah. rock the secret passcode. And he even has this line where he's like, oh gosh, hopefully my orcish accent will blow it for all of, oh no, it worked. Oh, I guess it I worked. Oh God, I guess, I guess we got to do a genocide. Don't you yeah, hate yeah. it when you accidentally say a word properly and then you have to go genocide somebody? That's... You actually remember the secret password. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's so, so frustrating how much the book wants us to think he's fine and good and just like, oh, like circumstances, you know? And it's like this one moment is the whole book. This one moment's the whole book where it's like, no, actually, no, you you suck real bad. You suck real bad, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if we like, so- properly explained that moment. It was very frustrating. <laughs> It is frustrating. And then, you know, he kills Restalon. Uh, Orgrim is just crushing people's heads open with his doom hammer because that's what the doom hammer's there for. Mm. Um, 
It's a hammer of doom. What else is it going to do? Uh, Duratan sees a crying little girl and she starts hitting him with bare fists. And he's like, well, I'm not going to kill a little girl. And then another orc comes by and kills the shit out of the little girl. And wow, Duratan's like, oh my God. Well, that was a bummer. Dang it. <laughs> dang. Golly. Dang. Gee, golly, dang. Oh my gosh. Um, Come on, guys. Let's let's focus up. Let's tr- stop <laughs> trying to kill the children. <laughs> this drink needs to be alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go spike my Lacroix real quick. One second. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Continue. All right. The, I just got back from Kentucky, and so I've got my my little moonshine vial. Little moonshine, little little uh, bourbon about to be poured in there. Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to do this on camera? I'll do it off camera. Yeah. This is vanilla syrup. It's fine. We don't. Phil drinks literally every episode, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn ready. He literally has wine, wine or white claw. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's Sam has spiked the LaCroix. <laughs> ready to talk about this book. <laughs> so ready to talk about this book. So it's like it's an easy win. The orcs just roll over them. And Dirtan's like in his impeccable leadership is like, hey, instead of like just breaking shit, why don't we tend to the wounded? Mm-hmm. Um and then Duratan. Uh, because he's the good guy, orders the wholesale slaughter of any Draenei that are left that they find alive, and then he wishes oh. that Restalon had killed him. And he's like, ah, if I wasn't alive anymore, I wouldn't oh, have to well, do this. <laughs> we totally talked about this in the last episode. I, like, you might have to, you know, cut that from the last one, but I remember talking about this, and it's funny to talk about the most frustrating chapter twice. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> I I feel like there were two little moments where the author's kind of like, oh, you can like see where Durotan is coming from. Like the warlocks are torturing any Draenei that they take prisoner, so it's better for them to not be taken yeah. prisoner. Um, and I feel like that is kind of like a nice little mic drop moment where you can see this dark path the orcs are going down, where they're just reveling in the the slaughter of these people. And Durotan's right. like, hey, what about your buddies who? Like took a bullet for you back there. Like, can't can't we like take care of these guys instead of like breaking chairs? Um, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Hey, did, Brighton, come here. Are you trying to gonna start scratching the door to get out? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, be like Benny. Um, oh, you can't you can't see him right now, but he's um. You'll see it when you're editing. <laughs> I won't tell you what he's doing. I'll just wait until you see it in editing. <laughs> All uh, right, I I, <laughs> I had to I had to let Brighton out of the office because he was he was about to start scratching the door, which he does if I don't go open up the door within like two seconds of him like getting to it. Like I acknowledge it, buddy. Just give me a ch- second. But <laughs> he, he's I mean he is part dachshund, so my heart. <laughs> He's he's a Chewini, so I love you know. Short dogs. He's he's a he's a Chihuahua 
Dachshund mix, Chawini, you know. So he's he's got a lot of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we we move on to chapter sixteen, which starts with Thrall writing about how shadowy the Shadow Council was, and that they sucked, pretty much. That's that's the gist yes. of what Thrall was saying. Kill Jaden is super happy with how the sacking of the city went and is surprised that Duratan carried out his orders. Because, you know, Duratan mm-hmm. talks a good game and then does nothing when it matters. Right. Yeah, we were all <laughs> surprised. Or <laughs> I don't know who was more surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I don't think the audience is, I don't think the readers are surprised. But Kill Jaden's surprised, so yeah. good for him, you know. <laughs> Nice to have surprises in life. Uh, the the Blackrock clan takes over the city of Telmore as their home and begins gentrifying themselves. Uh. Oh. <laughs> well, they, they discover... This is where the timeline gets so weird, where it's like you see things in World of Warcraft where um, burrows will have uh, chairs and stuff. I forgot what specifically they mentioned, but I think that the author's like, oh, they discovered that sitting in chairs is actually super rad. And you're like, did they just not have chairs? Did they, What did they do? Did they, did they sit on the ground? No. It's just the ground. There was no, there was no uh, way to sit on a level above the ground. They never sat on their beds before. They never had, they didn't have beds. It was just all ground level. Tables? No. Just just kind of makes me wonder. It makes me wonder, like, what liberties the author got to take. Like, is it canonical now that, like, orcs got chairs from the Draenei? But literally no one should care about that. I'm the only one who cares about that. (laughs) (laughs) The orcs got chairs from the Draenei. That was the real tech. Um... (laughs) They also they also begin building the citadel using a Draenei technology. Uh, meanwhile, Gul'dan gets the bright idea that maybe, just maybe, the orcs should team up with the ogres. You know, right. like yeah. why not? You could team up with the ogres who have killed a lot of orcs over the years to wipe out the Draenei who haven't. That's Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they yeah. do just kind of gloss over why that's a good idea, but they do do it. Black Hand <laughs> hates the idea, but Goldan is like, but bruh, if you're able to convince them to join this horde, as it were, then people will give you all the props. Uh, that's not what the author wrote, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Orgrim doesn't like it either. Uh, Blackrock is chilling where the ogre leadership is, and they attack the ogres. Uh, They attack some ogres on their side. The ogres relent after a brief battle. So they use ogres to fight the ogres, and then the ogres are like, yeah, we'll join you. Blackhand's Mm -hmm. kids, Rend and Mame, are little shits and are willing to fuck up the alliance with the ogres just for funsies. And then Orgrim tells them to knock it off. <laughs> yeah, i i was gonna I was gonna mention those two, and then you immediately brought it up. Like, yeah, they were the they were so aggravating. It, but I mean, I guess they should be right because they're like eight year olds aged up to like eighteen or fifteen or something like that. Like something they like sure that. Yeah. 
they're little kids in the body of grown grown ass men and yeah. they're just like we're going to kill some ogres for fun and nobody's going to know uh and orgrim's like i'll know and i'll tell your dad to you know that you did it and then they shut the fuck up um <laughs> Black Hand negotiates with Kroll, saying the ogres will get food and weapons if they join them. And then Orgrim notices that everyone's skin is turning green. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember being a little bit confused by that because I thought that when they drank the demon blood, that turned this. I thought it was a very, like, one-to-one cause to yeah. effect but it just kind of took them by right. surprise like, it's Wait a not minute, it's green like now. the green skin basically yeah it's it's weird that they yeah they could have just had it with like the 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 drinking of the stuff but they wanted to make it so that like durotan's skin was turning green as well even though mm-hmm. is it just is it just being in the presence of evil turns an orc's skin green or something like that? Yeah, I I want to look that up because I thought that Durotan's skin was mm, well. No, he's definitely he's definitely green in these pictures. Yeah. I always I I always thought that his skin stayed brownish. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was just a weird If I feel like in one of the earlier episodes I described how events will pass in this book and everyone is just like, "Oh, okay." And this was just yeah. another one of those moments where it's just like, "Oh, everybody's skin is literally changing color." Oh. Yeah. Okay. Just nothing feels like it matters even a little bit. Like child murder. We're not going to, yeah. Whatever. We're not going to get yeah. into it. Yeah. No, it, it's just like, it feels <laughs> like reading a history textbook that happens to be narrated by someone who's in it. It's so weird reading it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Moving right along. Everybody's skin turned green. Who the fuck I cares? Like very much. <laughs> No. I didn't I, it, think was, it was that good. <laughs> I did not think it was that good either. Uh, sorry, and, and sorry, book. In chapter 17, uh, Thrall waxes poetic about the word home. Uh, Duratan notices climate change and tells Draka not to worry about it because it, they didn't subsist on things they grew anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love this because he's just fucking like, yeah, you know what? We've hit two degrees Celsius in the ocean water, but it's not a big deal. You know, it's it's we're fine. Climate change is, is going to be fine. You know, <laughs> we're great. Don't you worry about it. Uh, the, or- or the orcs uh, have been given the order to relocate to the Citadel. Duratan doesn't like it, even though the other orcs think he doesn't like the Citadel. Uh, because he thinks it looks ugly, but everybody else thinks it looks magnificent. Um, and it's like tall and pointy and all that stuff and stands mm-hmm. out against the horizon. Uh, Duratan also doesn't like the new ogres because he's a hater. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> elsewhere, Velen is piecing everything together. 
it's all kill Jaden's fault. He finally figures out. The prophet figures out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's nowhere to go because their interdimensional spaceship is broken and Kure is dying. Uh, Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Gul'dan is being smug with how things are going. And he mentions to the Shadow Council that Duratan hasn't been killed yet because he's a useful idiot. So... (laughs) I thought that was interesting where he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we got this guy, Duratan, who is clearly a moderate. He doesn't even call him like he's not even like on the opposite side. He just he refers to Duratan as like a moderate, basically like a centrist, which is like the most damning, (laughs) the most damning description of Duratan. He's like, yeah, if we just keep Duratan alive, you know, people will think hey, we're not suppressing people's <laughs> right to speak out. Yeah. <laughs> He'll occasionally voice misgivings. <laughs> He'll occasionally voice misgivings while following orders. He's perfect for us. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and then we get a weird little dream sequence that Kure is is dying and the ancestors will fade forever. Um And some of the people who are, like, holding on to the ways of the warlock are very sad about having that dream. Uh, Chapter 8. Holding on the ways of the shaman? No, the shaman. Sorry, yeah. The warlock is the the evil ones. And the shaman are the the crunchy, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Nature Valley uh, bar ones. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like it's kind of like a really old storytelling thing to have um, nature be the good thing and right. literal demons and hellfire and torture be, yep. be the bad thing. <laughs> and yeah. the story kind of like hands Durotan this like slam dunk where the earth is uh, dying and they can't grow things anymore. And the soil is um, drying up and the plants and animals are dying and everything, you know, nature is, ah, everything is bad. And Duratan, yeah, literally is just kind of like, it's fine. I don't even like carrots or whatever, you know, like I don't want to eat <laughs> yeah, plants anymore anyway. But fuck those plants. I don't, I don't eat my vegetables anyway. I feed them to the dog, you know, <laughs> he even fails this like most basic, like protagonist, moment where he has the opportunity to be sad that the planet is dying and cannot muster the ability. (laughs) (laughs) He can't even find the energy to really care. He's like, it's Um, actually fine. It's actually fine. Did you know that soon there will be uh, like uh, the new shoreline will be in Idaho. So you should buy property there. Ooh. When the sea levels rise. <laughs> oh God, Duratan. Uh Duratan, the Elon Musk of Orcs. Um <laughs> uh, chapter where the fuck are we? A- 18. Uh we start with Thrall, I guess, talking about being the leader of the second incarnation of Horde. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are, and I know this book was written after shit got started, you know, after World of Warcraft got started and all that fun stuff. But why would you keep the name, the Horde? The Horde. 
Hmm. Why why keep the name of the genocidal army? Because No, that's true. It doesn't seem like a good idea to keep that name, the horde. That's not that's not great. You yeah, know? they could have used a rebrand. They could have used a rebrand. Um <laughs> And def not like Neo Horde or anything like that. I don't think that would have won them any favors. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Missed opportunities. That's Missed okay. Op- it's okay. Duratan is talking with uh, Gun, Gahoon. Just call him Gun. A warlock uh, who <laughs> misses being a shaman. Uh, Gun's skin is turning green and Duratan notices uh, and Duratan loses his shit on the kid when he asks why he can't go back to the Sacred Mountain. Um, the orcs have mo- or, uh, move on to take the Temple of Karabor, another sacred site for the Draenei. The battle isn't even described. It's just blood. Basically, it's like, turn the page, and there's blood everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't even it's remember like, this happening. So it's it, it's like one paragraph is they mass by the temple, and the next paragraph is it didn't take long. And then Dirtan is vomiting because of how disgusting the gore is that surrounds him. Oh my god! Yeah, sometimes I'll do that thing where like I'll be reading and then I'll think about what I want to eat for dinner, but like my eyes keep moving. Right, And it must have happened during that time. <laughs> it, it happened during that time because Rend and Mame make another appearance and, and they see oh, Duratan good. vomiting on one of the bodies and they think this is a good idea. Oh, I remember begin, this part, yes. <laughs> and they just begin yeah. spitting on corpses. Yeah, they're like, that's so metal. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fucking metal. Duratan. <laughs> <laughs> What a good idea. <laughs> what a good idea, Duratan. Vomiting all over the corpses. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, it's just like this. I mean, they kind of say this like like orcish warrior culture thing where they're like, oh, yes, they deserve only our spit. And then, you know, spit on the bodies. And it's like, again, I'm like wondering, like, how much... Did the orcs already talk like this before one week ago? Right. When they became maniacal, <laughs> demon-possessed, you know? Yeah. That, Has it yeah. only been, it like, you could, like, you can be honest with me, book. Has it only been, like, a week yeah. since this all started? <laughs> I, I've changed over time, but not that quickly. It takes a little longer for me to completely <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it reminds me of that Cody Johnson tweet. I'm trying to f- find it right now. Um, I, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the tweet was, the left got a little too PC, so I changed all my opinions about the economy, social issues, systemic oh. racism, healthcare, and history. <laughs> That's the <For> real. <laughs> oh, one of our, you know, ancestors uh, reappeared and said, "Hey, it's time that you guys actually uh, took a took a violent stance against the Draenei." And they're like, "Fucking finally, we've been waiting for this. Like all of our finally vocabulary, traditions, everything was lined up to to you know make us actually think that this perfect is perfect timing." Bad. 
great. I'm glad that we finally had this excuse. I keep feeling like I'm saying yeah. something like problematic because it, it kind of feels like um, Warcraft sometimes does um, border into that fantasy problem of like racial essentialization. Um, and I know yeah. that like, you kind of move away from that, but it does. And yeah. it, I, I, that's the thing is like, it's not our fault that they decided to be race essentialists in their fantasy worlds. We can, we can talk about how absurd it is. It just feels weird because it feels like the orcs are just set up to be so innately violent to the point where they only needed this one excuse. They and really, they were, yeah, the, the distance between them and fascism was really uh, narrow. Yeah, and it just, it feels super weird that that doesn't feel, like, addressed at all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Because, like, Thrall later on is going to be like, yeah, and I'm the new leader of the Horde. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, like, he's set up as like, this other perspective where it's like, oh, like, we don't need to be this way. The orcs don't need to be this way. Like, we were misled. We were tricked. But then right. we get to see through, like, the eyes of this, you know narrator back in time that they're having the time of their lives they're having so much fun <laughs> yeah they're fucking they haven't even drank the demon blood yet they haven't <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like some grim task they're like this is really fun for them they're loving they're love they're living their best <laughs> lives right now and that's mm -hmm. That's just, uh, that is the fault of uh, who? Who do I blame for this? Uh, who was the who was the no. Warcraft writer? Uh, <laughs> not the not the one of this book, uh, but like the the guy at Blizzard who was behind all this shit. Um, War Warcraft writer dude. Uh, uh, what's oh Chris Medson. It's all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what you get when you need to suddenly build a complex narrative around a broad set of characters from all sides of your story. When it started out with, here are clearly the good guys and here are clearly the bad guys who have a lot of fun pillaging and murdering. Right. That's what they like to do because there are cartoon bad guys. And then suddenly, yeah. you know, 20 years later, the bad guys have to have like a tragic backstory so that you can right. feel okay playing as them in world of Warcraft, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like the old Warcraft was like, here's the orcs. They're basically green skinned Vikings. Uh, and they're, they're fighting against the humans to go to mm. town. That's it. That was, have fun. That was, <laughs> have fun. <Indulge>. <laughs> Murder some <laughs> humans. It's uh, fun. Just take your take your little action figures and slam them together until you get yeah. bored. That was the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so Dur, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Goldan is talking to kill Jaden and is gifted the temple uh, from him. And kill Jaden mentions that he has a gift for Goldan's little puppets. Uh, Goldan is writing letters to the, uh, the chieftains and Nerzul takes the letters from him to deliver them, but not before reading them himself. And then Nerzul slips another letter into the pile of letters. Ooh. Oh my God. And, uh, somebody doing this, this one thing Nerzul does 
yeah, he's like the most, this is the most active protagonist thing that's pretty much done in the entire book. Is that Nurse is so Wilson. true. Is <laughs> 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 writing this letter. <laughs> um, yeah. Durtan gets the letter and is shocked. Shocked, I say, by what it says. <laughs> we, the audience, still doesn't know what's going on. And Durtan is going to refuse whatever it is. Um, Chapter 19 starts with Thrall saying he's thankful for his parents and proud of the decisions they made because he thinks uh, he is glad he didn't have to make those decisions. My God, Um, Thrall's reading a different book. (laughs) Okay, Thrall. (laughs) Thrall's reading a different book here. (laughs) um, Meanwhile, at the Black Temple, Ner'zhul and Gul'dan are awaiting something and then kill Jaden... Uh, summons his lieutenant, Manoroth. Uh, and they do some ceremony where Gul'dan stabs Manoroth's wrist and it pulls into the fountain and the, the the bubbly beverage that it makes will burn away any semblance or free will or something. Yeah. Oh, man. And the orcs, yeah. like, freak out. If they you don't know shit. what Manoroth looks like, look up Manoroth right now. I don't know what device you're on, anybody, but imagine you don't know that this guy exists, and then suddenly he does, and he yeah. goes, yum, yum, drink yum. my blood. Drink of my blood, uh, and you shall enter the kingdom of, there's like a, a drawing I just saw where for some reason I thought he had his oh, head no, was I think I that Garfield. Um, Why? Because there was a picture <laughs> I saw on the thumbnail version, you know, when it's like really tiny on your screen. Mm-hmm. I thought his face looked like Garfield for a second until I clicked on it and it wasn't. But now no. I'm, li- I'm like, if I'm going to use AI for anything at all, it's going to <laughs> be to create Manoroth with a Garfield head. Um, Someone... I think Jim Davis would approve that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we're finally at the demon blood drinking scene. Yeah, we're finally going to drink some demon blood. Um, before before that, uh, be- right before that, Duratan and Draka noticed that they have green skin now too. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the orc I- art they're getting dressed that morning to go drink some demon blood and they notice that their skin is a little flaky and getting a little green. Um, uh, the orc army goes to the mountain to drink from the cup of unity, which is just the blood of Manoroth. And this is what Duratan was warned about. And Grom Hellscream is the first one to like drink from it. And he uh, he drinks from it, and he gets more muscly than ever before. And this makes me think of like that 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 uh, was it <laughs> the the, the uh, uh, this episode the writer's barely disguised fetish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just looked up the green skin thing, and it says that it, their skin turned green as a result of prolonged exposure to fell magic, which I guess, yeah, would mean that, like, regardless of whether or not they drink the blood, their skin turned sure. green. But that also makes me interested in why you can play as, like, a human warlock in World of Warcraft 
or, you know, many other types of warlock. And your skin right. is just, the, just fine. Whatever color you chosen character select. Yeah, it doesn't get Yeah, I don't know. Again, none of this matters. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's it's <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine. You know, it's it, it only affects war it only affects orc skin for some reason. It's so pointless um, to plot a whole world of Warcraft. Like <laughs> there's so much time travel. It's there's yeah. no plot. <laughs> there is no plot. It is all plot and not plot at all. It is uh, a, <laughs> the plot does not exist. Um, so chieftain by chieftain drinks from it. Uh, Orgrim refuses and Duratan says he will not. And Frostwolf will, will not. Uh, Gul'dan makes a veiled threat. Um, he's like, he, he goes up and he whispers in, in Duratan's ear. And he's like, how the fuck did you know? Um, and, Duratan's like, Maha, you'll never know. I'll never tell you. <laughs> and Gul'dan's like, haha, very well. Well, it's your choice. Um, and then uh, from there, Blackhand, who's all riled up after drinking uh, the, the muscly potion, says, they're going to attack the final stronghold without a plan. Right um, now. Let's go. Right now. <laughs> We're going to Leroy Jenkins it right now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Duratan remembers at the end of the chapter, the old word for twisted souls, daemon, demons. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's really deep if you think about it. Uh, in chapter 20, Thrall calls the destruction of the city of Shatrath an atrocity so horrific that it wants to be forgotten. Uh, they rush off to the city. Kill Jaden appears before the army and is like, listen, bros, I gave the ogres siege weapons, and now you have new spells in your brain. Level up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and everybody levels up, gets their new skill points in order, and then the orcs just roll over the city, absolutely demolishing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and in my favorite moment of the entire fucking book. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kill Jaden and Manoroth are like, well, that was easy. And they just fucking leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we got job done. They're probably going to kill Velen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We've got other things to do. <laughs> we got other things to do. Sargeras has already been like, you know, up my ass about doing literally anything else but trying to kill Velen. So I got to go. <laughs> um, back in the city, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, Velen is actually not there and Gul'dan is not happy. Um, and we rewind in time for the rest of the chapter to show that Velen had a slick Ocean's Eleven style plan to trick, kill Jaden and the orcs <laughs> by letting most of his people die, except for a select yep. few. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good plan. Um, he's like, you're all going to die except me and a few, few of my friends, but uh, yeah, we'll remember you. That they don't have magic that can... Yeah, it's too, it's too bad. Um, bad. Yeah. Uh, so they're hidden away using one of the crystals uh, to just, they're, they're not findable. Um, after, and then chapter 21, 
Thrall mentions that after all was said and done, Kil'jaeden just abandoned them. Uh, Ner'zhul confronts Gul'dan and tells him, you made your bed, now lie in it. Uh, Durotan and Orgrim talk about the fate of the world and how everything has gone to shit. Uh, And it's, yeah, and we're dropping, we apparently have jumped ahead three years uh, since the destruction of the Draenei. More orcs have been lost to disease and starvation than war. And it's like, the Citadel has been renamed the Hellfire Citadel. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, yes, please make it cooler sounding. Um, Yeah, even just talking about this, I'm like, oh, I want to get World of Warcraft again. (laughs) (laughs) Would you be playing uh, regular or classic? Uh, Regular World of Warcraft is dead to me. (laughs) I would be playing classic. (laughs) Okay. Well, I know the regular, the classic one is doing, it's just about to do the DLC that was like the split point originally between regular and classic, I think. It's something. Yeah, it's like catching up. So they're going to have to do classic, classic, I think, at some point. (laughs) You can pick which expansion you want to play from, which is very The only downside is that every server is dead. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. At this point, they just need to have like one big server. Yeah. Um, consolidate them down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I was playing on a Burning Crusade server for a little while. You're just running around. You'll walk into a massive city and there's like a guy standing on a mailbox <laughs> and you're like, whoa. <laughs> 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 oh, that's sad. You it know, is kind of sad. It's okay. The fall of the fall of uh, uh, a gaming legend, so to speak. Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there, I guess, people are still playing it. Um, nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Especially no. Dranor, which is Espe- about <laughs> to explode. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they um, built a whole planet. A whole planet. Like Star Wars style. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm, that's a lot of that's a lot of destruction right there. Um Yeah. So so uh Duratan finally asks Orgrim uh why oh wait, no, I skipped ahead. Uh the stranger who works for Sargeras comes to Goldan in his sleep and promises more power if he takes his orcs to another dimension where there will be even more people to kill and plenty to eat. Yeah. Goldan's yeah. he's never he's never learned a damn thing, so he says yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so like another moment where it's like if you don't know the story already like you're reading the book and you're like who is this for because to just have this other all-powerful guy show up and be like listen to me now instead like right what kind of storytelling is that (laughs) (laughs) these orcs just dragged around just getting dragged around the the planetary interdimensional whatever map (laughs) these guys just more guys uh, and he's described as a stranger. I think they give his name later. Uh, I forget. But the fact that he's called a, stra- a stranger initially just makes me think he's wearing like a trench coat and fedora or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be better. I would love that. <laughs> like, hey, kid, 
I heard you're looking for a new planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Thrall mentions that teleporting to Azeroth was both a blessing and a curse uh, in his, his little thing there. Uh, Duratan and the Shadow Council begin uh, redirecting the uh, effort, or Gul'dan and the Shadow Council begin redirecting the efforts of the orcs. Um, he gets them to fight in duels, so they have an outlet for their violence. Uh <laughs> And then he starts building a portal. And uh, Duratan asks Orgrim why he didn't drink from uh, the cup. And Orgrim says something like, uh, uh, it ain't right, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and then Orgrim thinks about the doom hammer and the prophecy. And he's like, well, I saved things, and then I ruined things, so I guess I'm supposed to save things again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good old Orgrim. Um, they all assemble at the portal, and Gul'dan has to sacrifice a Draenei child to get it open. Uh, Duratan screams no. and find one of those? Where, did, where, where is he just keeping it? In, in I guess. Uh, storage, I guess? I guess. <laughs> What's the deal? What? I thought they all disappeared. Yeah, um, okay. Duratan screams no, and then he starts getting the shit beat out of him by the other orcs. Uh, and then when the portal opens, it kind of looks like Swampland. Um, the scouts go through, they come back uh, with fresh game and water, and then they all shout, for the horde! Mm -hmm. And that's the end of the main story. And then there's an epilogue about Thrall just wrapping things up in a bow. It's like, yeah, the Frost Wolves got through, and then they were exiled. And then the land they live on now is called Duratar, and his father, and their uh, after his father, and their largest city is Orgrimmar after Orgrim, uh, and he's interrupted by a messenger who tells him that the Draenei have arrived in Azeroth, led by Velen, and Jaina Proudmore <laughs> has welcomed them into the alliance, and the last words are of the book are, "Ancestors, save us." It's so funny. I forgot the book ended that way because I was just sitting here thinking, God, the Draenei must have been so mad because they get on their spaceship and they're like, okay, time to go to the next planet. All right. Like this one didn't pan out. Next planet. Right. And then they land on Azeroth and the orcs are already there. Yeah. God damn it. Out of all the planets, we both could have. We both could have landed on. The, the, it's Yeah. Um, and the people that genocided us are right there and they're calling themselves the horde after the group that genocided us. So <laughs> you break your lease to get away from your shitty roommate and then you go apartment hunting and you move in to the first place you find and your roommate is living there. <laughs> like, how does this even happen? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> oh, poor Draenei. Poor Draenei. Um, yeah, so uh, what are your overall thoughts on the book now that we've finished talking about it? What, 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 how are you feeling about it? I think it would have been hard to make the orcs sympathetic here. I wish that they didn't even try um, yeah, I wish they didn't add thrall to kind of wax poetic about yep. um, 
home and family and justice and love and, you know, history. Like, just tell it like it is. Some really fucked up shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> and no one made good decisions. There were no heroes. This there was were no a bad heroes. Time. This is a story um, about just people making mistakes at every turn. Yeah. Um, this was a story about uh, the Draenei who never deserved any of this. Um, yeah. The peaceful, most peaceful people ever to exist. The Draenei uh, and the orcs who were pretty cool until somebody suggested maybe... You could have more power, and then they took it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. make Durotan do a thing. That's my yeah. one piece of feedback. Just, like, make him do a thing in the yeah. whole Yeah. This could have been very interesting if the whole, if the whole through line was Durotan running an orcish resistance against the Shadow Council, you know? If he just yeah. did anything, even if it was all for naught, like even if it didn't ultimately didn't change anything in the end, like giving Duratan some agency to like instead of like the two or three times in the book where he does some active light resistance and the dozens of times where he just thinks about it. Yeah, like <laughs> have Gul'dan actually put him in a bind, you know, Um yeah. Like, there's leverage. He doesn't have to just uh, begrudgingly go along with everything and then listen to Draka say, oh, man, if it were up to me, I would simply not do the genocide. And then yeah. we have to listen to Durotan say, well, it's not up to you. Gosh, I wish someone would kill me so that I would stop <laughs> doing all these war crimes. Somebody a, please kill what me. A thing. What a book. <laughs> it's like, you, you know, you could, I mean, if you're, if you're, you could just resist and get killed. I mean, that's, that's the other way to it. So if you're not, if you don't mind dying that much. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we also said in an earlier episode that there is value in stories about people who want to think they're the good guys who do terrible things anyway because they're going right. along with what's easiest or they are just not questioning enough or like they come up with internal justification for why they can't do the hard thing and actually stand up against people right. who are very close to them um Duratan's yeah. not, th this is not that story. This no. is that, um, the thrall is put into the book to very, uh, consciously remind us that Durotan is the good guy. He's not just a bad guy with a conscience. Um, right. But he, yeah. Yeah. This, this is not that. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't help flesh out the legend of uh, Duratan at all. It doesn't make him any more. It doesn't. Pro it doesn't make it like oh, he doesn't deserve to have a land named after him. For no, no. 
is no. what I'm saying. If he just anything. <laughs> Thrall could have been the character reminding us that all of this sucked and that he is not going to be anything like his parents or like, yeah, his, he's going to turn this all around because there is nothing redeemable, redeemable. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Weird. He could have been that guy. And instead he's just like being like, ah, the, the old ways. And, uh, my parents had such hard decisions to make. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Dran I are here. Um, and oh no, we're I mean, going to keep yeah, the name like, the horde. <laughs> there is something potentially very poignant even in that question of like, oh, if I had been in my father's shoes, would I have done the right thing? Like that's an interesting question, but that's also not really what he asks. <laughs> he doesn't ask it or attempt to answer it. <laughs> I think that there's, you know, that kind of fear like in all of us like just uh, if I had been in like slightly different circumstances, if I were put in a position where I needed to make a really difficult decision, would I be courageous enough to make the right decision? Um, right. So Thrall can yeah. stay. Thrall can stay. Have him ask interesting questions. Don't just have him apologize for people of the past. That's not a good look. <laughs> it's not a good look. Um, yeah. So uh, that's that's the end of this book. Um, not great, not a great book. Um, mm, yeah, (laughs) I think it's towards the bottom of our list. Uh, Sam, since I know you're probably just playing Heroes of the Storm still, um, (laughs) I'll ask you another question. (laughs) What are you, what are you working on right now? I am constantly working on like 17 different videos. And so it's hard whenever somebody asks me, what are you working on? Um, like, what do I even, which one do I pick? I can say that today I was busy downloading all of the sex mini games from God of War. One oh. Uh, so I'm working on a video about, um, about those, about all the yeah. sex mini games. <laughs> just the God of War sex mini games or just yes. mi- sex mini games in general? Just the God of War sex mini games. Um, I was sitting at a bar with a friend. We were talking about how next on his two playlist is um, Dad of War 2. And I just kind of offhand was like, man, like Kratos has come a very long way from, you know, uh, sexing eight concubines at once. (laughs) Uh, And my friend was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh my God, do you not know? Yeah, an integral uh, part of this is not an integral part of God of War. These were very optional mini games, but like right, but they um, were there. They were there. They were they were there. They were there. Somebody made them. (laughs) So yeah, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for for that. Somebody made them and thought thought they were like really rad and a good idea to do. You know. I listened to uh, someone who like worked on the game. Um, he said that in the first God of War, it was there for character building, which fine, okay, sure. But then he said that there like there's no point to them being there in <laughs> other ones. So it's like okay, 
He's like, we can take him or leave him. It's like, hmm. Someone put a lot of work into those. Somebody down the chain was like told, like, you gotta, you gotta make Kratos bang. And uh, yes. <laughs> the banging has to be banging. And they're like, do I have a choice in this? And they're like, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be like a pretty optimistic video though cuz like the real reason that I wanted to talk about it was like leaving that conversation and realizing wow I'm I'm like laughing and joking about this thing that in 2007 when like God of War 2 came out like I would have felt very threatened by that very unsure of that like women right. in video games was at a very different point when those right. video games were coming out and so it kind of feels nice to look at how far I feel like the industry has come and how far people who play games have come. Because it hasn't sure. even really been that long. Uh, it hasn't been that long since God of War 3. Um, but I right. just feel so much more comfortable playing games, so much more comfortable interacting with other people who play games, I'm so much more comfortable even just like saying online that like I'm a woman like and not expecting what I could have expected in 2007. Sure. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, normally this this part of the episode, I, I talk about what I've been playing recently. But what uh, have you been playing? What have I been playing? <laughs> uh, so these episodes come out out of uh, will come out out of order from like chronologically, but it doesn't matter. I've been playing Fear and Hunger Two, um, which. Speaking of sex mini games, um, <laughs> fear and hunger, fear oh. and hunger games have well, they're not mini games, but there are cutscenes. <laughs> nice, okay. The fear and hunger seek series is very, uh, I guess the word is transgressive in terms of a lot of like the stuff. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting series. I. I I was inspired to play them after watching Super Eye Patch Wolf's video on it. Um, right. About, you know, it being the cruelest. And something I find interesting that Fear and Hunger 2 does, and both the, this and the first uh, first one, is that oftentimes in video games, a lot of um, violence is and fighting is your main way of interacting with the world. Not in all games, but a lot of them. And in this these RPGs, you would assume that combat and fighting is like the main thing that you got to do. But in these games, it's designed that the cost of fighting outweighs whatever the benefit is. Hmm. So for the most part, it's a game about avoiding the conflict as much as possible because around any wrong corner you could end up like getting your character killed and ending your run so to speak mm -hmm. so um i've i've always had a lot of thoughts about like violence in games and and how i think it it, it would be more interesting if more games uh experimented with the way that you interacted with the world uh in terms of uh, moving or progressing plot forward. And I know there's a lot of games that do that, you know, point and clicks and things like that. They've, they've never really relied on violence, but for the most part, like I'm talking about big AAA stuff. Um, I think it would be interesting if, if they dip more into that 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, um, I I do love just like uncomplicated violent games. Like, it's just a very oh, visceral. Me too. It's just a yeah. very visceral way to engage with a game, but it's always weird to step back and think like why is that you know what does it right is there really nothing else that can engage me like this like yeah um, yeah yeah i get it because i mean one of my favorite games that i played last year um uh, was uh robocop rogue city and uh it has you know a, you playing as robocop and you shoot people's heads off and there's yeah. a special animation for shooting bad guys in the dick. Like, mm. and it, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. But also at the same time, um, why is that interesting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that'll do it for tonight's episode. Uh, Sam, do you want to plug your channel and stuff? Uh, my YouTube channel, uh, you can find me at um, Afterthoughts. Sorry, I've been like giving like screen shake this whole time because my laptop is very precariously balanced. But yeah, um, yeah, you can find my videos youtube.com slash afterthoughts. And hopefully I'll have a weird video about God of War sex mini games out soon. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. You can check out Sam's work on the YouTube channel Afterthoughts. She does amazing work there. I want to give a special shout out to the patrons at the Geek Scholar level. Friendly friend, Jesus loves you, and Ruthless Mutter. Uh, thank you so much for being our $10 patrons. Your support means the world to us. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Blue Sky at uh, Pixelit Pod. Just put the name in there, and you should be able to to find us. Uh, if don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate us five stars, all that fun stuff. Thank you so much for listening, and have a good evening.